This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. And welcome, welcome. You are here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host for the next 30 minutes on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. We're here for you. We're here for your pets. We're here to answer questions, to talk about anything you want to talk about, and um, pick my brain. <laughs> I still got a little bit left, so uh, take advantage of it. It's free, free advice. It's a great thing. So uh, anyway, to get a hold of us a couple of ways. Number one, you can join us here on Zoom by going on to uh, the website, PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Shows, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff and there will be a link left there for you. Click on the link and you'll be here joining us. Also, you can give us a call toll-free, 877-385-8882. Once again, toll-free number is 877-385-8882. So we'd like to hear from you and anything you want to talk about. Holiday time, well, we're going to talk about that. Some do's and don'ts when it comes to the holidays. Hanukkah is behind us. Hope you didn't make any mistakes with the oily foods and the candles and your cats. But we're going to talk about Christmas coming up this week. So anyway, as you know, what I like to do is peruse the news, uh, stuff that's happening in the veterinary world, things that might be of interest to you. Hopefully there will be. And, um, and just things that I found interesting that I'd like to share with you and just kind of set the record straight on a number of things. And once again, if you have questions about your pets, let's hear about it because you got 30 minutes for free advice. And also, I'm sure you are now very frustrated. You are doing all your curbside. You're not being able to go into the vet's office. You're not getting any one-on-one attention. And it is really frustrating. As I know from the calls I take, I get many, many virtual visits on AirVet, my telemedicine platform. And I can tell you, I hear the frustration and why veterinarians aren't doing it using a curbside app that is specifically, or well, one of the many features is that you can have real-time office visits. The only difference is while you're participating in the exam with the doctor and your pet, your pet's in with the doctor while you're in the car, but you're right there because of the telemedicine platforms. So um, talk to your vets about it. I have a, interesting, I have a lot of callers that I take, a lot of virtual visits that I do for other people that whose veterinarians are not on some sort of telemedicine platform, and they make me their primary vet. And that way they can utilize it. It's inexpensive. It's The app is free to download. But um, anyway, you, there are so many of them out there. Do your homework. Find out which one is good for you. And if your veterinarian is not using one, you better have a chat with him or her because uh, they're missing the boat. In fact, there was a statistic that something like 34% of those polled will switch from a veterinary hospital that is not using telemedicine to one that is. So ask any of your doctors, any of your vet, any of you out there, would you really mind losing a third of your client base? Because that could happen. So speaking of pets, <laughs> watch why we're here. All right, pet scams, holiday time. We're getting a lot of people that are adopting or selling pets. They're doing it online because they're shipping from anywhere, so they claim. And you pay your deposit, you pay your money, and guess what? No pet. So it's really becoming a problem. These entities are prying on your desire to have a pet and they are taking advantage. So a couple of things you should do. First of all, if you can and you have choices, select one that you can get to, all right? Or you can even fly to, or you want to see this pet up and close and personal. Another good thing you can do is talk to their veterinarian. 
So you ask them who the veteran, who administered the first set of shots. If they cannot give you a name of a vet that they work with that would have a, a record on this pet, then you want to pass because unless you can go see the pet yourself, because I've had a number of calls lately in the last several months where this, I said, where'd you get out? Oh, there was a Craigslist. They were at the supermarket in a big cardboard box selling these puppies or giving them away. Well, guess what? Two of the ones that I've spoken to had Parvo. So it's something that you really need to be a little bit more careful about. And um, you want to try to confirm facts, talk to other people that have purchased dogs from this same group, the same person, the same entity to make sure that it's legit. Otherwise, you want to pass. So how is the pandemic affecting our pets? Well, there's some good things. They're seeing a lot more of you. Well, that may be a bad thing. I don't know. Depends how they feel about you. But uh, they're getting walks. They're getting uh, out there. They're getting a lot of attention. You are noticing a lot more about them which is why the veterinary world is so packed right now because people are now, they're home with their pets. They're starting to notice things they never noticed before. But one thing we are, you've heard about the freshman 15, right? You go away to college and you're sitting on your butts. You're partying too much, drinking too much beer, eating, not exercising, supposedly studying, I don't know, but uh, whatever. And you put it on there. Well, we have the pandemic 19, the pandemic COVID-19. Pets are gaining weight. What's interesting about 33% of overweight pets um, out there have put on weight since the pandemic. All right. So that's interesting. But here's another stat about 73% of people say that they can tell if their pet's overweight. But what's so interesting is if that's 73%, that's a lot of people should not be surprised when the veterinarian says, hey, your pet's overweight. You got to lose weight. Well, guess what? There are veterinarians are saying many, many, way more than, than 32, whatever's left over percent, 20, you know, was it 37? So 23% are saying that, oh, really? My pet's overweight? So obviously, this needs some education here. Obviously, the criteria that we are using when we are seeing and examining a pet are obviously different from what the client thinks, the pet parent thinks would be a criteria for pet being overweight. And another thing is, and I think about this with people, when you see somebody that you haven't seen in a long time that put on weight, you see the difference. So you can say, oh my God, put on some weight. But when people living with this person or people that see this person every day, it doesn't have the same impact. So I think that's what it is when a pet parent is saying, oh, really? Oh, overweight? I, I, I didn't seem overweight to me. Well, you're living with a pet every day. You're seeing, you don't notice it. But when that the vet sees your dog and it's, you know, it's been a few months and sees the difference or, or actually is going to weigh the dog and compares the weight from a few months earlier, then that's how we tell. So anyway, be aware, take advantage of, if you are spending a time with your pet, get out there. You can't go to a dog park or anything. That's too social. That's too many, much of a gathering, but certainly walk around your neighborhood. That's something you should do. And that's something you could do because you want to keep those pounds off of your pets. Salmonella. You know, I, I always talk about some of the recalls of foods. One of the reasons why I started Dr. Jeff Optima, my, my raw diet is because I was making so many claims, so many reports about recalls on raw diets. Well, how do we get raw diet that's safe? So here's one that salmonella, 10 people were affected. This took place in Canada because their dogs were given a particular pig's ear treat that was infected with salmonella. It has since been recalled, but I've, we've talked about this before. I am not a fan of pig's ears. Let me tell you another story why I, it's not funny, but why I joke about why are you buying your dog a rawhide shoe shaped like a slipper or a moccasin? 
So you can teach your dog how to eat your shoes because that's exactly what's happening. Well, let me tell you this one. And this was a real story and it was kind of heart-wrenching. Some people lived on a farm. I got this call on AirVet and they, the pictures were so gross. They're, somehow their dogs got into the barn. And do you know what they did? They started munching on their pig's ears, a live pig, and truly ate the ears off. It was absolutely disgusting. Fortunately, how they missed any major, major vessels or they just clotted. But this pig, when he got home, the ears were just, the whole head was just disgusting, a bloody mess, no longer actively bleeding. And um, they wanted to put the, the pig down. I said, no, you don't have to put it down. I could see that you, look, the ear flap is just a flap. It's, it's just the way it is. You can remove those all the time. I said, look what these idiots that fight their pit bulls do. They chop those ears off because they don't want them to, in the fight to grab onto the ear. So it can be done. Anyway, they ended up uh, taking it in. And well, now the, the head was sewn up. With, and now the, the pigs are there. The pig is there without uh, the pinna. Pinna was the ear flap. But don't give your dogs pig ears. It's a rotten idea. Whoever decided in the first place was not a good one. So either it's going to teach them to eat pig's ears, which we don't want, or they're going to get salmonella or some other disease. So be, beware. Cold weather. It's happening. It's even happening here in LA. Now, I can't show you outside right now, but it is magnificent. Clear blue skies, the clarity. You know, we have a lot of smog sometimes because it's been windy at nights. It is all blown away. It's fantastic. However, I know you're going to get your violins and start playing because I'm going to complain that in the morning, it's like 50 degrees and I have to oh, wear a jacket or a sweatshirt. And you're, you're going out there saying, oh, yeah, 50 degrees, how about 20 below? So uh, anyway, if it is 20 below, and your dogs are outside during the day, it is too cold for them. So you got to be really, really careful. You have to keep them indoors more, check on them. Don't throw them out in the morning and, and come back in the evening and, and hope they'll be okay. Yeah, it gets very cold. And if there's wind chill, like a Chicago, that uh, 10 degrees becomes you know minus 10 degrees. So you got to be really careful. When you're walking your dogs, if you have very small breeds, put them on that little sweater let people make fun of you. It's okay. A little jacket or sweater because they lose their surface area compared to their body weight is great, greater in small breeds. So they have a larger area like a thermos from the cold as well as from the heat, which is why during the summer, we tell you not to shave down your Samoyeds because that coat is going to protect them from the heat as much as it does from the cold. You can also think about protecting their feet uh, something they can rub on their feet to help against the chemicals that they use for de-icing, like the salt and whatever it is. Also, get little, you can get little booties. That's not a bad idea. And also be careful about antifreeze and even, even the puddles under a car from the radiator because antifreeze is very toxic to pets. And most of them, because of the ingredient, are very sweet tasting. In fact, there was a movement a number of years ago started by actually a, a young girl to add some sort of bitters to the antifreezes because dogs like the taste. But if you add bitters, then they won't eat it. They'll be unattracted instead of attracted to it. So uh, keep that in mind. San Diego area. If you live in San Diego, be aware there is an uprise in cases of leptospirosis, something you want to speak to your veterinarian about. The lepto vaccine is a core vaccine in some areas, but not in others. It depends on lifestyle. What's the likelihood that your pet is going to be uh, afflicted and exposed to the lepto? So 
you want to speak to your veterinarian, but if you are in an area where there are a number of cases being seen, you definitely want to get the Leptospira vaccine. Uh, this is also cool. We've reported before about minks and the stories about the minks and how it's one of those animals that, yes, we can give them the virus, the COVID-19. They can give it back to us and often in a mutated form which makes it so dangerous. Anyway, in Russia, Russia, they are developing a SARS-CoV-2 a vaccine for mink, cats, rabbits, and other small animals. I don't know about dogs. They, I, I would imagine I would have seen it in the report if they were doing it for dogs as well, but dogs don't really get it. So it's not that important. We're looking at animals that can get the virus. Now, cats can get it, but typically we have no reports of them giving it back. So if you living in, in a home where someone has COVID and you have cats, you want to try to minimize or avoid altogether contact with your cats because you can give it to them. Now, the good news is they don't get super sick. They might get a respiratory infection and they can't give it back to you. However, ferrets and mink, we know, can get it and possibly give it back. So especially mink. Mink seem to be, of all the little creatures, the most susceptible. And there was some wild, just let me tell you how susceptible. There was a wild mink that, so it's not part of a mink farm, but it was lived near a mink farm. And it too came down with COVID. So you got to be careful out there. And then also something that may, many of you might be happy to hear. I know I was kind of happy to hear it. And that is that there's been some now some early scientific reports that liposomal CBD, cannabidiol drops can reduce inflammation, especially inflammation associated with arthritis and can promote healing in the, some animals. So we're now finally starting to see some proof of the benefits, potential benefits of CBD when it comes to our pets. However, there are a number of questions that still arise that are remain unanswered. And therefore, the FDA has to yet approve any CBD product for pets. But hopefully, that will be just around the corner. So anyway, we're coming back. We're going to talk about the holidays. We're going to talk about the dangers and some tips that you can do to keep your pet safe as we are going to start a lot of festivities coming up within this week. So don't go away. We're right back. Moose is the German Shepherd and hasn't had any kind of health problems at all. He has been on Dynavite since he's a puppy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. We tell anybody that has a dog, if there was something that you could do right from the beginning so that you don't have expensive veterinary bills, why would you not do it? Get the Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Get some Dynavite. How happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I love you still. 
A Thoughtful Guide and Remembrance Journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber here, your host on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. So, holidays. There, uh, we have Christmas coming up, New Year's coming up. What do we do? What about our pets? So, let's first talk about the foods. You got to avoid the fatty foods. No skin, no chicken. Probably best not to feed them from the table at all because of something called pancreatitis. They are going to get sick. Just sometimes eating something totally different from what they normally eat can cause diarrhea. You don't want to be cleaning that up when you have all these guests over. So uh, you want to be very careful about that. Mixes like a nut mix. Peanuts can be fattening and they have a lot of oils. Macadamia nuts, walnuts, all of these might be associated with certain toxicities because of the volume they eat. Got to remember one thing. When we have access to something like that, we maybe take a handful, maybe a small handful, and that's it. I mean, come on. You know you got a dinner coming. Dogs have an opportunity to eat a bowl. They're going to eat the whole bowl. Raisins, a lot of these things have raisins mixed in with them. That's a problem. Candies, chocolates, all of that stuff has is potentially dangerous. Chocolate, you know, may be a bit overrated, but but it is toxic. And uh, you know, dark chocolates, cocoa powder, these things are very toxic. So um, you know, milk chocolate, a little less so. White chocolate, really not at all, except for the too much too much sugar in it. So be really careful when it comes to the the holiday foods because dogs are going to like it. They're going to try to eat it and keep them off your table. Other things, guests are coming over. Some dogs. You think they're okay, but when a lot of people are coming over, and maybe now because of COVID, we won't won't have that many people coming over. It might be just family. That might be a little better, actually, for your pets because they know your family, I hope. So uh, that will um, maybe ease some of the, the fear of a pet either getting too excited, running out of an open door. Make sure, obviously, always make sure they have their ID. Make sure they're microchipped. If you have an activity monitor or a GPS, the fi collar is I like. Um, you want to get something on that if you have a dog that likes to bolt. If not, if you do, it might be best to keep them in their own safe room. Maybe keep them outside, depending on where you live, because if it's too cold, you got to be careful there. But here in California, yes, I can leave them outside if my, my dog's going to go nuts when people are coming over and enjoying the holidays. Now, other things that seem to be an issue and and people don't realize it but um uh, well first of all let's talk about the tree itself okay you have a christmas tree it's decorated it might look beautiful well depends on what you have tinsel is a problem poinsettia is a little bit overrated as far as toxicity, but it is a gastric irritant. The needles, the sharp edges, they're going to eat too much of it. They're going to vomit. I mean, it's not like a poison poison. Now, mistletoe and some of the other um, holiday plants do have some toxicities and toxic effects. So you got to be really careful. Uh, decorations. I, you know, If you have a, a retriever or you play ball with your dog, you go to the park, you have fun, you t- take the tennis ball, whatever. Well, all of a sudden you look at the tree and you got these balls hanging all over the tree. Well, for us, it's decorative. For them, it's like, oh, this is great. Look at all these balls that I get to chew with and play with. Well, a lot of them are glass or hard plastic. They're going to munch on them. And uh, again, uh, it's a problem. So we have to be very, very careful. Cats like to play with ribbons and strings. We know that. So you have gifts under the tree 
and your cats are there and they're going to see all these ribbons. They're going to have a field day. So again, you need to be very careful about that. Other decorations, candles. You have candles that it's decorative, it's pretty, it, it, it adds to the warmth. But guess what? Cats like moving things. Cats are chasers. Cats are hunters. So they see something moving and, they, and they, they'll see a flickering candle and they're going to go up to it and like, like to tap it like, ooh, this is cool. And they very likely will knock it over, burn their, their feet. So you, again, if you have cats that are very inquisitive, then you need to be very aware that this is a potential danger. Another danger that we, actually, this could be a danger for everybody. It depends how you employ it, how you use it. And that is alcohol. So dogs will drink alcohol. They kind of like it. I remember I've, I've told this story before when I was in Berkeley. I had a big, magnificent black lab and his name was Thor. And he was my buddy. He came to class with me. This is back in the you know, early 70s. That you know, It was okay, I guess, to have a dog in school with you. I always used to joke that professors were higher than the students. But anyway, uh, he would sit in class with me, but he would come to obviously the parties with it. We had the, the TG parties. So one day I hear a lot of hooping and a lot of people hollering and having a fun time. And I look and, and there's my dog. They realized that Thor liked beer. So they thought, well, this is really cool. Watch this big black Labrador drink beer. So we're going to give him our beer. Before you know it, he was, I can't say it on the air, Say I'll say poop-faced. He was totally out of it. And yes, dogs can get drunk. They have reactions to alcohol. So you need to be very, very, very careful with drinks sitting around. If there is a glass, someone got up from the living room couch pre-partying before the dinner, leave it there, and you have a dog, they're going to try to drink it. And that too can be very toxic to pets. And of course, anything sugarless, I always have to mention this, you know, you want to do the right thing. So you're going to offer some sugarless options, things that might have xylitol, xylitol, extremely toxic to our pets. So you want to avoid anything like that as well. So I guess the bottom line is when you are setting your holiday decorations, you're setting your table, you want to think about, okay, what is it possible that could be detrimental to our dogs, whether it's the decorations on the tree, whether it's the little ornaments, whether it's tinsels or the ball, whether it's the ribbons underneath, whatever it is to, to, for cats, be very careful. The candles and you have animals, be careful. Um, the alcohol, be really careful. Uh, and that goes for both of us. That goes for you and for your animals. And as far as the foods, the holiday foods, uh, they're great. They're, enjoy them, but make sure your pets don't uh, have to the, the, the chance to try to enjoy them as well, because it will not bode as well for your pets as hopefully it will for you. So uh, anyway, if you have any other questions, first of all, just have a great time. New Year's. Oh, New Year's also, it's a time not nearly as bad as 4th of July, but we do see a lot of fireworks. So just to, whatever you need to do to help eliminate or, or desensitize or mildly sedate, whatever you did on 4th of July, you might want to do it again come New Year's because we're going to see and hear a lot of fireworks there as well. I think it might be a particularly festive New Year's because let's face it, 2020 was not so great. So we're hoping that we're going to see a lot more in 2020. The vaccine is now, it's being put to use. Hopefully by uh, a few months into 2021, we will not be dealing with a lot of the insanity that we are having 
to deal with now. And we might be enjoying some time out with our families and with friends. I'm sure the restaurateurs out there will be very happy when things can uh, be open again. You know, it's very sad. It really is. I drive to work. I go up one street called Westwood Boulevard, not too far from UCLA. And I have to say that 30% of the retail businesses on a very large retail thoroughfare, Westwood Boulevard, are closed to have for lease signs. It is just the saddest thing in the world. And I'm sure that in your neighborhoods, maybe not as highly populated as Los Angeles, but you're seeing a lot of, and something else that's going on. And this happened with my company, AirVet. We're learning that communicating and conducting business from home on Zoom or on some other platform like it is really not that bad. And you can have meetings and why pay the high price of retail rent when you can do it at the luxury, the, the comfort of your own home on a platform that allows you to have meetings like this. So it's going to be very interesting. And I've already spoken to a lot of businesses, a lot of attorneys, um, you know, accountants, and they're saying, you know what? We don't need this much office space. We can get this home. We can have our daily morning meetings. We can have our weekly meetings. Uh, we can just have a, an office like for a, a board meeting or something where you want to have it in person. We can just rent a, a much smaller office space or just you go to like a WeWork or something and just rent it for, uh, for a day. So very, very interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, what changes out there come the end of this pandemic. Anyway, enough of the of the discussions, the non-pet discussions, but I guess we're all in it. It happens to all of us. So uh, why not? So have a great week, everybody. We'll see you here next week. Uh, have a wonderful Christmas holiday. And um, we'll, uh, if you have any, any topics that you would like me to cover, that you would like a little bit more information about, something that your pet is possibly suffering from, and uh, you just want to learn more about it, and you know, veterinarians now, they're so busy, you're just not be given the opportunity, well, take advantage of good old Dr. Jeff, here for you, here for your pet, and I'll see what I can do to help you out. So, wonderful week. We'll see you next week. Same bad time, same bad channel here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Pet with Dr. Jeff, and uh, we'll see you then. Take care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.